a very serious question. How can a woman find balance in marriage, in her personal life, in raising children, in her spiritual life, still be a loving friend, still be a daughter to her siblings and families? Demanding, overwhelming, time exhausting, a life of sacrifice. Welcome back, I am Solomon Hayo. If you're yet to subscribe, do press the subscribe button. Today, we're going to be starting a series about the journey of womanhood, or should I say, the, the joys of motherhood. However, this is not excluding those that are yet to have their own children. We are all mothers. We all have this inborn capacity to bring through this. No matter the delay, no matter the waiting. So that's what I'm going to prefer to name it. The series, uh, The Journey of Being a Woman. A woman of virtue. A woman of responsibility. Just to clear the board before we go deeper. This has nothing to do with submission and the likes. We are not going to tackle that. We have enough questions on that. But the series is going to be divided into five segments and we're going to be pointing out our bodies as women how to truly live a fulfilled life how to find expression in this over demanding responsibilities around us how to find a balance in being a mother a wife a partner a daughter to our own parents if they are still existing a loving friends you know not just bearing our own existence all because we're married also, how to find fulfillment, finding fulfillment for our own dreams, finding expressions for our own desires and wants, not just sacrificing all the time at the detriment of our existence. Aside marital violence, many women are dying with it. Many women sleep not to wake up again. Many women are falling into coma, into stroke, into shock, you know experiencing difficult situations all because they've sacrificed their life for decades for their husband for their children neglecting their whole needs neglecting that they existed first before getting married before being a mother before being a pastor's wife before being uh, a church member an active member in the house of god before being a worker, before being a CEO, you existed first. And it is that you, that is I, that we want to talk about. Excluding all other things. We want to talk about us, you and I, as an entity. There is so much societal expectations on women. You have to do this. You have to raise up the good kid, the kids in the right way. You have to be a submissive wife. You have to be dedicated. You have to manage your finance well. But are all these really easy? Shout out to every woman there. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. You know, you're adorable. You're loving. You are you. With your imperfections, you are the most perfect. I can't be like you. You can't be like me. You have your weaknesses. We have our weaknesses. But change is a process. To become perfect, it's a process. It's not a drastic turning around. 
People might condemn you. They, you know, you are always nervous. You are this. You are that. You are not beautiful. You are fat. Excuse me. Even if you decide to work on yourself, it's a process. So enjoy the process. I want you to sit back, enjoy yourself with a cup of tea with me, and let's discuss. So how do we find balance? This is about every woman sincerely sitting down to analyze. In how many places am I divided? I can't answer that question for you. Many of us are full housewives, many of us are working class, many of us have side houses, many of us have already grown up children, many of us are also committed to the ministerial work, supporting a husband, many are breadwinners, so depending on where you are, take a pen, sit down. You need to ask yourself this question, in how many places are my obligations? How can I find balance? <clears throat> Oh, I think before we go further, I need to tell us, I need to re-emphasize the need for us to find balance. If you think you want to live your life alone for your husband, for your children, do not forget that they are going to get married one day, your children. They will leave you. Can you still live a worthy life then? It's not just about going to a working place. At your retirement age, will you still be useful to yourself? Many of our parents retire, fall into sickness, you know, paralyzed, useless for themselves and their society. Excuse me to use that word. But it's because they've spent the active, the most active years of their life chasing after things at the detriment, neglecting their own personal existence. And now, when all the things they are chasing are gone, the question is, what do they do with their life? And that is where the big question comes in. Do you want to spend your whole age in sickness? Do you want to labor so much that even when your children are now ripe enough to take good care of you, according to some culture, are now excelling, will you still be available to reap your rewards? The business you're going to spend many years of your life trying to build, now when the rewards are coming in, will you still be in good health? We used to be hale and heavy. We used to be alive to enjoy your rewards. That's the question. So ask yourself, in how many places are my obligations? Now, you have to set priorities. You've been hearing that, but excuse me one more thing. There is a priority out of all these priorities, and it is you. One thing women we don't know, or people in general, is the more time you spend alone, the faster you find balance in every aspect of your life. The more time you spend in the on-the-scene preparation, when I mean, you know, behind-the-scene preparation, the more excellent your life is. There's the similitude, you know. Things are going well, flowing well. Why? Because you've spent enough time to think, to reflect, to ponder, to rest, to resonate. So when you kick off to action, you are energized to do things. 
You think that might be so simple? But I'm going to tell us, this is where most of us default. We wake up, we sleep, you know, we wake up running, 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 doing things. I have this to do. I need to take the kids. I need to do this. I need to cook. I need to do shopping. And we keep running from pillar to post every day, every hour. And you go back home, you know, exhausted. You know, and we keep running this vicious circle for years. Whereas, just an hour ahead of time not even for your devotion but this and uh, just to rest to think how do i go about today this is the number one secret of finding balance as a woman when you plan yourself and that one hour is as precious you might make yours two hours 30 minutes but that time that was spent behind the scene to even rest without moving to just reflect is an essential key for every woman. That hour of mental calmness, psychological, physical stress are being suppressed. And when you kick off, you're active, you're useful, you're faster, you're more organized. But this can only be done when you have your priorities arranged and you placing a demand on yourself. As the number one priority of all priorities. I so much appreciate many of our old mothers that live a life of sacrifice. This will be addressed in another episode. I, you might be saying, oh, Solomon Hayo, are you not trying to say I should not give my heart in all? Of course. But you can only give what you have. You cannot give what you don't have. I'm just going to be giving us a tip of the iceberg of this now. Stay tuned, just click the next video, which is the continuation of the series. How do I mean? When we see most of our children so disorganized, dirty, unorganized, it's a reflection of our whole life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you are not even organized in your ways. We try to do many things at once. We say we are living a life of sacrifice. You can only give out of the well of your energy. That is when you can transfer energy and positivity to your children, to your husband, to your finances, to your work, to establishment in every area. Are you a pastor's wife? Are you maybe active in the things of God? When you don't even have quality time to study, to meditate, not meditating and studying because of the message you want to deliver in the church or in public or the speech you have to deliver to the public, no. But studying for your nourishment, you will say that but when you face the public to say something, you're sharing out of your world of importance, not out of your scarcity or scantiness. This is applicable to many of us. Many of us are so furious and, you know, so, I don't know, in terms of character, we lack patience, you know, the way we deal with people, the way we deal with our colleagues, with our staff, all these are question mark. It is because they had a reflection of your inner situation. And I'll be leaving us with this key to find a balance in everything you do spend time first for yourself 
Make yourself the number one priority of your priority. Learn to rest, think, arrange, organize your responsibility. And the last key I'm going to be sharing is prayers. In as much as I don't want to be too sentimental or religious, the fact that I am a Christian and the way being a Christian has helped me tremendously in achieving few things the Lord has given me the grace to achieve, all these cannot be trivialized. I pray in everything I want to do. Most times we often quote the Bible, but we never put it into application. The Bible says, commit thy ways into the hands of God. And he shall direct thy path. <laughs> few of my colleagues, you know, it's been a question people keep asking me over time. Ayo, how do you manage? How do you do this? How do you do that? Yet I feel so relaxed and unstressed. Because I spend more time planning than executing. And I spend the remaining time. Not just praying, no, shaking your head and moving up and then no. Just before I do anything, I say, Lord, can you just please order my steps? I wish to finish this in 30 minutes. I know it's going to take me two hours. I just want to finish it. You know, sometimes I just realize like an invisible hand in me. I get insight, shortcuts on how to get things done extremely fast. And uh, I think you will need to read a book that really helped me. Here in this book, I shed more out of it. And uh, here's the book. It's a book that I truly take time to analyze all this. The mystery of being a virtuous woman leaning on the cross. I just want you to get it. I'm going to be leaving a hint and the details of how to get this on Amazon. Just try it at the description box. It's going to help you. We've always talked about virtuous woman finding balance and all this but should we start talking about it, we are going to spend hours narrating everything. But this book will be extremely useful for you. Just like you see, leaning on the cross. How God has helped me get things done. You know, faster just by saying a short word of prayer. And how to find balance as a whole. Just get this book. However, stay tuned. Never hesitate to press the subscribe button and check the next video as we continue in this beautiful series, The Journey of womanhood. See you next time. Bye. Once again, you're welcome back today. So, to continue from where we start, how do we manage our time, our task, and our responsibilities? That's the question of the day. So, stay tuned. So, you're welcome back. Uh, just as stated, how do we manage the time? All the tasks and the responsibilities that have been listed. You remember what to send in the first episode? Listing out your priorities. All the places, you know, that you have responsibilities. After listing them out now, how do we do that? You might be asking me. That yes, Solomon, I go straight to the point. That is where my own problem is. Thank you so much for staying back. Number one, remember that you are not a machine. You are not a robot. The last time I checked, your body is made up of water and blood, not wires. So never push yourself to the extreme. Never let anyone mount prayers 
on you. You are not a fulfillment of someone's expectation. You are not a filling of gap for someone else's shortcomings. You are a compliment. You're not to fill in the gap or cover up for someone's weakness, shortcomings, misappropriation of time, resources and energy. This cuts across from your working place to your children, to your finances, to our marriage, and even in the church. Because, you know, especially women, we have this mother attitude. Ah, no, no, no. They must not excuse me. If you can do it, yes, but if not, that's the second point. Learn to make people know their boundaries. We should not allow the societal expectation to crush us down. Even our husband, every human being, are not a repl- are not replicas of us. So never expect people to be like you. Likewise, you you are not like them. So there is a limit. You have a, a limit at which you can go. So there should be boundaries. Things you can do, get them done. But when you can't, open up. Be sincere to yourself. Number three, that's it. That, oh, I'm so sorry in as much as I want to do this, but I can't. I'm tired. I'm fucked out. I've been awake for the past 16 hours. I need to rest. For three months, I've been working seven days a week. I need to rest. Stop feeling guilty unnecessarily because some things are not done. We will die of guilt. Even our children, I mean, I've seen babies make their mother feel so guilty for not doing something. Thank God for external people that have to like, oh no, you're trying your best. All, most times our children plays on our intelligence. Let them face the consequence of their actions. They mismanaged your money. You've corrected them once or twice. It's high time they faced their consequences. But many of us, we deny ourselves, we even neglect feeding for ourselves, taking care of ourselves. Just because we keep pushing ourselves to the extreme to please and cover up for the mess of someone else. Having established all this, learn to do things one at a time. And... The major thing I want to share in this aspect, women will like piling up things. And that is where things eat us up. Oh, just keep stocking the clothes. I'll wash them. I'll wash them. You're not thinking and dreaming of having one day that you're going to wash those clothes, dry them, iron them. Excuse me. We are going to kill ourselves. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to cook on Saturday. There's nothing in the house. I'm expecting to have a day where you're going to cook 20 types of meat. Ask yourself, how do you feel on such days? You feel exhausted. Burn out. There's another secret that has always helped me. Doing things little by little. One after the other. I don't pile up things. In fact... Start trying that. I'm going to be sincere with you. As a woman, a mother, I don't have a special day. I do the cleaning the house. 
it does not work with me. In fact, Saturdays are days I, I rest. I said, I read books, I meditate, I pray. I do, it's for me. Why? Because things that need to be done have been done. We need to step out of the circle of, oh, I will do them on Saturday. I will do them on the weekends. At the end of the day, we are so exhausted that we are so useless for ourselves Sunday morning and even the beginning of Monday. That's how we live in this routine lives. Create a day, that's another tip, where you have at least 70% off of anything that you can rest and regain and re strategize. And what is the last tip? The last tip is work more at night. Mm-hmm. Maximize your night time. I know few of us are going to be saying that I'm not the night type. No, 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 no. But truly, when every one of them is calm, when everybody's sleeping, when no, there are no phone calls, where there are no distractions, I can bet it with you. She do maximize just on her. You will be shocked at the level at which you will do things. The speed, the serenity at which you're going to achieve things within just on her. It might be just to iron some clothes. It might be just to cook some few things, to just arrange things. And there are a lot of things you can do at that time. You can meditate while you do that, you know. No, mommy, mommy, sweetie, a phone is ringing, you know. You're just alone. This is truly one of the secrets I use in managing my time, my responsibilities, and my task. To just emphasize more on the issue of doing things little by little. I'm going to be taking a very stupid but a very practical example. Many of us, you know, like I said, a very stupid example, but very practical. Many of us, you know, we have this, um, the bathroom, the bathtub, the WC, the toilet, they are all white, you know. When we finish, we just, you know, we flush and we'll get off. Many of us, we just finish bathing and we step out. But when you observe, if you are someone that pays attention to details, you always feel the, um, the stains of water, of soap, at the bedroom, the walls, and you know the the shower, the tap, the shower spring or the tap. You can keep leaving them, thinking you wash them on Saturday. After one month or something, you see that they are no longer glittering because the stains are now dried. They become part of your bathroom. And many of us on Saturdays that also take time to wash, we keep scrubbing, you know, scrubbing with all your muscles to get them shiny. I can't remember the last time I did all those to be candid with you. But my bedroom, in fact, you can have a breakfast there. But why am I saying all this? When I finish bathing, when anyone finish bathing, they know the rules. There is a soft towel to clean it up. Without stress, that's two minutes every day. When you're done from washing of your hands, there is a sponge, a soap, just by you pass it around the hand basin, it's continually seems glittering. The only thing I think I did is just to aspirate the floor and do the cleaning. But that the last time I took something to scrub the hell out of my bathroom, I can't remember why. 
because at every instance, at every usage, it's been wiped off effortlessly. Even white cleaning, I don't keep cleaning, paint cleaning till one Saturday because you will have to spend two, three hours. Whereas when you see that something is down, you clean it up briefly. You save your time, you save your energy, and it saves you the mental stress of emphasizing a day of, I'm going to work on Saturday now. I can confidently cross my leg and decide to wake up noon on Saturday because the house is clean. I was hiring. I tried to stipulate like 30 minutes, three times in the week to hire very early after devotion, after my personal devotion, you know, just while worshiping God, enjoying some soft music, I just passed the high on. Rather than piling them up and thinking of a day, I'm going to sort those things out. These are practical secrets. We women will love piling up things. We love piling up the dishes. And at the end of the day, we are fucked out. They look so enormous to us that it even creates fear, if possible. These are the tips I think is going to help us. And when you're tired, delegate some activities. Ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of you're not virtuous or submissive. Or you're trying to take place with your husband. You want your husband to, to be like your nanny. No. When you need help, talk. Oh, sweetheart, can we get someone, if it's just your younger sister or mine, to please come help? We should learn to delegate activities. You should be flexible in spending this to compensate people that comes to help you it might be the youth the teenagers and the church don't be too mm -hmm. when they come give them something cook a good meal let them be eager and appreciative to come back next time i hope others will help you stay tuned the next time next episode we're gonna be talking about sacrifice mm. Is our life just to be sacrificing for our spouse, our children? See you next time. We're going to talk about that. Ciao, ciao. You're welcome back. I'm Solomon Hayo, one of your favorite podcasters. Today, it's going to be all about womanhood. Specifically, the power of a praying wife, the power of a praying woman, or should you say the power of an interceding mother. I don't really know why I am feeling so inspired to do this, but I think it's for you. Yes. It's actually for you because of someone helping We are in a generation where more and more we are getting so busy, so preoccupied with activities. Being a mother, being a wife demands so much, weighing us down. A lot of women out there are struggling under the burden of trying to find a balance in all this. Trying to be a good wife, trying to be a good mother, trying to be a good partner at work. 
trying to be an handsome friend to others, you know, trying to still be an awesome child to our parents. Yet, all these are crumbling us out because they've all forgotten that we also have a life to live before stepping into this responsibilities we were once ourselves that is you were once a woman yes for yourself an entity or being before becoming a wife a mother someone's best friend before becoming a staff in a working environment yet the employer wants you to be the overall employee all those things are actually weighing a lot of us down we keep struggling finding how to find a balance most of us have attended all the seminars on time management yet it seems as if there's not just a way out and here i am again talking about the power of a praying wife is it that easy whereas we hardly sleep for four or five hours now setting out time apart again to, to, to pray it's like we are just struggling in doing everything. Hey, calm down. I have a word for you. I understand perfectly. Yes, you keep hearing me say I understand perfectly because I don't just talk because I need to talk. Everything that I share most times are drawn from life, personal experience, how I struggled to overcome and how I overcame the lessons learned the experience acquired the maturity acquired the loss that might have happened so I truly understand how pains worst of it all is going to be for the single mothers oh no it is overwhelming most of it, these children do not know what we go through at the peak of the night when we drench our pillows with our tears. To wake up to be a shoulder for them to lean on, these are demoralizing. But I can assure you, there is a way out. Yes, before you press the pause button and exit. Why not just wait a little longer? Even if you don't believe in God, but I'll tell you, He is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm not trying to preach to you to accept Him into your life, but I'm just trying to tell you that He is the way, He is the holy solution. The power of a praying wife, the power of a praying mother, the power of an interceding mother. What you just have to do is to pray about everything. Yes, when I'm in prayer, you don't need to kneel down for long hours, five hours praying about everything. But just continually commune with Him. Continually commune with your God. Tell Him to help you. It goes a long way. We don't know the power that we have over those children, over our marriage, even over our nation as a woman. We've been given the capacity to travel. Our tears melt God's heart. Our tears, you know, evokes him to do things. Rather than seek for a friend to cry for with, rather than, you know, 
seek for confidence that will only listen to you without bringing to you practical help. Why not just get a place, a closet, go an open field and travel before him. Just pour out your pains, pour out your griefs to him and you will find peace. Yes, just try it for once. Oh, you say, oh, leave me alone. I've been hearing this. But have you tried it? Ever since you've not tried it, has anything changed? Now I'm pleading you to try it. Get closer to him. He's closer to us than we can ever imagine. Just always talk to him. You don't know the power. You don't know the the transformative authority you have in, in praying. Every woman has that divine strength. Just go on your knees or you lie down and just pour out everything to God. You will find peace that I can guarantee you. Peace that you've not been able to find in your years of marriage, in your years of motherhood, as a woman in your career. It brings you fulfillment. It helps you find balance. And do not just make it a one-time event. That's why I said the power of a praying. That is for you to continually enjoy the peace, enjoy this balance, enjoy this fulfillment, you know, this calmness. That will even make you an envy of others that people will be asking you, but how did you do it? How come you are able to manage all these things? How come you are so calm? You're looking fresh, you are not looking stressed. How come you are excelling beyond mayors? Your children are excelling beyond mayors. Your husband keeps loving you the more. You keep enjoying this special love of God. For you to get to that level, you need to make it a continual and a constant habit. That is daily, daily. Find that time. Find that precious 10 minutes, precious 15 minutes, precious 30 minutes, depending on yourself. And you just communicate. You pour out your mind. It's closer to us. It's ever there beside us to listen to us your hearts to him continually rest in communion with him communion is communication don't just do the talking yes it speaks to you it's not only through audible voices it inspires he inspires your heart it gives you peace those are the advantages of being a praying woman Yes, a woman who communicates with her maker, who communicates to her divine helper, the only entity that can fortify her without she being worn out, without she being getting crushed and crumbled under life circumstances and difficulties. I hope you will be that woman. Should you feel like sharing anything with us? Never hesitate to send in a message. Someone higher truly cares. <coughs> yes, someone higher truly cares. 
Stay blessed. See you next time.